testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we just want to dedicate this, this time in your word to you. Thank you for Luke chapter 15 and what you want to say to us through this chapter. We want to bless your name and thank you for each and every person here. I pray that you speak to each individual in a unique way. And may we come away blessed and magnifying you in your, your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Was lost, is found. That's been one of my mantras, something I repeat quite often, because I lose a lot of stuff. Do you guys lose stuff? Like, where's my wallet? My phone was missing just now, <laughs> right? I'm missing stuff a lot. But I've held on to this phrase. God put this in my heart. It's right from Luke chapter 15, verse 32. Was lost this son was lost and is found. And so whenever I lose something, you know, I say it was lost. It's going to be found. I'm going to find it. But I, I know it's coming through Jesus. I go to Jesus on it. I bring it to Jesus. I, get, I find it. Let's uh, check out Luke chapter 15. Now, I really foc I'm focusing on the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son. However, the whole chapter to me is pretty significant. So let's, we're going to read quick. It's going to take about four minutes. But we're going to read right through this. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. And he spoke this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he had found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven, over one sinner that repents, more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me. For I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. 
and he said a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all, his, all together, took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him unto his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Shoes on his feet. Bring forth the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost. And is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come. And thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, Thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should be merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Is that something? May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. More, more than a lost sheep. More than some lost money. How many of us lost some money? 
I, I, I'm pretty sure I lost thousands of dollars. Probably lost some vehicles, too. I tore up a vehicle once, <laughs> changing the transmission. I, I, I mixed the fluid somehow, burned my transmission up. $2,000 lesson. But more than that, the loss of one of your precious loved ones. Huh? Perhaps a suicide. I heard a kid at my school just committed suicide. He's 28 years old. He graduated from our school. <clears throat> it hurt my heart. Opioid addictions, alcoholism, prevalent in this neighborhood. Homelessness, messed up in a lost world. Maybe even lost with mental illness. But you know, this, this chapter has a lot to say to us. There's a lot in here. It was absolutely quiet in this room, wasn't it, reading that word? Because there's so many different aspects in this chapter. I remember when I first got saved, I wondered what the big deal was. What was the big deal about getting saved? I didn't really understand. I heard all these people, I heard these Christians going nuts when people got saved, and I was like, I don't understand it. I didn't get it. We're actually crossing from death to life. What kind of graduation is that? Crossing from death to life. That's a huge, big deal. Do we rejoice when people are saved? Do we go nuts? Do we go to Party City and get the party going? That's a big deal. People coming to Christ. How do we care for somebody who's doing their own thing? What do we do? How do we handle it? I want every one of my children to graduate and get saved and walk with God and go to heaven. Like that lady Brandon was talking about. So they could say one day, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be with Jesus. That's where we're going when we graduate. I, the gospel is all throughout the story of the prodigal son. The gospel. We separate ourselves from God in our own pursuit of ourself, right? What we want to do. That's kind of natural. I think we're all kind of born with this desire to do our own thing. We don't want God telling us what to do. We don't want our parents telling us what to do. Right? But then your son says, I want to do my own thing. Wow. Lost, away from God. His righteous way. Wasting our brains, wasting all that. You know, when I was in school, I realized my brain was supposed to be used to minister to people. My brain is supposed to be used for godly purposes. Am I right? My body supposed to be used for godly purposes. Away from God. The prince of the power of the air not work. Now at work in the children of disobedience. Lost. 
We can't save ourselves. We get out there doing our thing and look what happens. We must repent. Turn back. We got to turn our feet, don't we? That's in this chapter. Take me back as a hired servant. We must invite Jesus Christ into our life to be our Lord and Savior. That's the gospel. It's all right here. We all, each of us have turned to our own way, haven't we? We've all done our own thing. My philosophy when I was a non-Christian was have fun, live it up. Do my own thing, my pleasures. It's all about me. Forgiveness and restoration. A ring on his finger saying he's important. A robe, kill the fatted calf. It's appropriate that we rejoice, isn't it? It's appropriate that we celebrate this. That's the heart of God. Three main characters in the story, right? The father, whose sons turned away from him. His son turned away and said, I'm going away. I'm doing my own thing. What can dad do? Really nothing. You could have a knockdown, drag out fight. You could. You could say, no, you ain't. But they still going to do that thing. <laughs> he let them go. Right? The son goes out and does his own thing. He wastes it. Give me the portion of good that falls to me. And dad gave it to him. Right? Not many days later, he gathered everything he had, took a journey far country, wasted his substance. That's lost. You're losing, you're wasting your substance. Lost. He spent all. And there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. He joined himself to a citizen of the country, sent the field to feed the swine. No man gave to him. Wow. Out there without your knees being met. Lost. The Bible says lost is... Lost is being without Christ, right? Away from our family, away from where we're supposed to be. Lost. The dictionary says, unable to find one's way. Not knowing one's whereabouts. Unable to be found. Denoting something that has been taken away or cannot be recovered. Ephesians 2 says, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Dead toward God. Don't want to hear that. Going my own way. Lost. When you're, when you're lost, you're losing it all. Right? You're losing all that God had for you. God has something great for each one of us. We're found, we're found, we're blessed. 
We can find our way. But lost, you're losing everything on your own pleasures. and You're forfeiting. You're forfeiting everything that God had for you. Lost is just doing your own thing. I looked at um, Matthew 25. In as much as you have not done it to the least of these, you have not done it for me. That's lost. You just don't care about anybody else like the goats. Just care about yourself. Outside the will of God. I'm doing L-O-S-T, lost. Outside the will of God. Out there in a world of darkness without hope, without true love. You might be getting sex, but you're not getting real love. Right? You might be, you might have some friends, but not true love. Without my real needs being met. That's what the world offers, a big lie. Right? The world offers a big lie, and there's really no fulfillment there. S is suffering without our real needs being met. Suffering from loneliness. Suffering in a pigsty with pigs feeding a cheap job. That's not appropriate for any person, really. Suffering. T, taken away. Beyond reach. Taken away or beyond reach. That's what Merriam-Webster Dictionary says. Lost. Taken away or beyond reach. You heard about these two ladies in the news? The lady who had the baby cut out of her, Marlene Ochoa. She got caught in a trap. Right? Somebody invited her over to give her something. She went over there and what? It was a trap. They caught her. They killed her. They cut the baby out of her. She was, she was caught. I hope we learned something about not going out, by, going out by ourselves. I'm telling all the females, my students at school, telling my daughters, telling women, don't travel by yourselves. Don't go out there by yourselves. Another lady was in Maui, Hawaii. She went jogging in the forest. Got lost for two weeks. Did y'all hear about that one? It wasn't in the news. She was lost for two weeks. They were posting signs, $10,000 reward signs, looking for her. They found her car with the keys hidden under the tire. They searched for two weeks, and finally they found her. She's, she was all right. She just lost her way. She got lost out there. Anybody ever got lost in the forest before? I did. <laughs> I went to the national park in college. You can get lost, trust me. You can, I was in an orienteering class. You know what orienteering is? You get, a, you get a map with all these contours on them. It tells you whether the land is elevating. It's like following, like you were dropped in and it was part of the ROTC program, too. I was a physical education major, so I took this class. I thought it'd be cool. Well, this truck, this army truck drops you off in the middle of a national, I'm talking about this is huge. You wouldn't even believe how big it was, a national park. And every few miles, they say, get out. Your turn. You got to find your way. This truck drove down a couple miles. They'll drop a student off. 
Every couple of miles, they drop another student off. Wasn't good for me. I got lost. I got panicked. I got freaked out. Because there were areas where they said there's shooting going on over there. Because it was like a military base thing too. They said don't go in those areas. But guess what happened? I lost my map. In fact, I couldn't even read the map. I looked at the map. I had all this training in class and guess what? I looked at the map and it said there's a hill up in front of you. Guess what I saw? Trees. I said, I can't see no hills. I can't see a depression in the ground. You're supposed to count your steps too. 275 steps this way. And you got to keep up with that. You got to find your way. And you got to punch these targets to say you've been there. Well, guess what happened? I'm walking through this forest, all these bark. It's like, it was barbs, thorns, all kinds of stuff. I was ripping my legs. I forgot the count. I fell in a big pool of water. My, my map got turned into, into, into milk toast. <laughs> Man, I was lost. Y'all would have tripped out if you saw me. I was like, ah! I'm running through this forest, no joke. I was just lost. I threw that map down, the compass I had. <laughs> it was like utter failure. This is ridiculous. Finally, you know what? I freaked out. Like, I saw some students go by, too, and I tried to act like I was normal. I saw, I saw some girls go by, and I was like, they looked like they knew what they were doing. I was like, hey, what? How do they know what they're doing? They ran past me with their maps in their hand. They were looking all clean and whatnot. I was, I was all scratched up, tore up. <laughs> my, my mouth was gone. I had nothing. No tools left. I mean, I dropped it all because I started freaking out. Finally, I settled for the F. <laughs> I settled for the F in the class. I said, this is going to be bad when I get back to base. They said the way out is go north. If you keep north, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about no one or two miles, y'all. <laughs> I'm talking about it was a long walk of defeat. <laughs> it was like a 10-mile walk. I, mean, I was like, I was real late. I, finally, I said, if you keep going north, you'll find the main road where everybody will be. You'll find everybody at the road, the main road. Man, I was just messed up. <laughs> I came walking in, I was like, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> just lost out there. Completely lost. Now think about what it's like being out there in the world. It says, the way of the lost don't even know, they don't even know what they're tripping on. Right? They're not even aware of certain dangers. They don't even understand sexually transmitted diseases and what they could do to your brain and your heart and your body. Thank God that was just a little mission. That was a little mission I was in. I was saved at that time. I was glad to get back to camp. I admit it, I got lost, lost all my stuff. A lot of people did find their way, believe it or not. I did something wrong in that class because I could not read the contour maps in real life. <laughs> I was able to read them on paper, like I understand that. But what you see out there is something totally different. Found. <sighs> Found. 
That's a good word, isn't it? Found. How many saw the movie Alive? Where that airplane crashed in the Andes Mountains, South America? That was a soccer team. They all got stuck up on this mountain, and guess what? They were up there from September to December. Like three months. And they actually turned to eating each other. They were eating the, they were eating the body because they were starving to death. Had no food. A lot of people said they wouldn't do that at first. I won't do that. You will when you get hungry. You don't know what you will do till you get in that situation. They were actually found in, right before Christmas in December. And, and you know how they got out of there? Three people, they, they figured it out because they tried, they tried to figure out their way to make it down this mountain without getting frozen, without getting ate up by animals, without you know, trying to make it down. But they got inside, they made, a, they made a big tent out of the seats of the airplane, and three of them got inside of it, and together they went down the hill. And they just, they just settled for the night right there. They would get out of the thing, I guess, through the day to get food or whatever, and then get back in there. They huddled together, their body heat together. Together they made it. They made it down that hill, and they promised to come back. And it was a thrill at the end when they, they got into an army helicopter, and they came back. They came back, and the helicopter came over here. It was some survivors still left. There might have been, a lot, more than half of them died, I believe. And then guess what? The helicopter came, and their friends were in there like, I told you. I told you we were coming to get you. I told you. And the helicopter landed, and these guys were saved. That's an amazing thing. Found, definition, reunited, back in control, back on target. Saved. Saved. You know, it took, in regard to that woman who was lost in Maui, it said they used drones, dogs, and helicopters to find this lady. They finally found her by a creek. Water, I guess she was just getting water. She was just there, and she was waving at the helicopter, and they, found, they picked her up. She was found. And I believe somebody got $10,000 for that. Because they found her, brought her back home. The Bible says, found in him, not having a righteousness of my own. Right? Isn't that where we, that's what being found is being saved? We're found, not having a righteousness of my own. I, I can't do this by myself. Back in a place where I have love, peace, my knees met, back in possession of my home. Finding my way back home where I belong. That's F. Oh, owning a safe place to stay. Owning purpose. Owning everything I need for life and godliness. You know, it says, check this out, y'all. 2 Peter 1.3. It says, everything we need for life and godliness. We have it. We have it. It's a matter of finding it. Have you ever had something in your left pocket and you were looking all over? Duh. Here it is, right? We have what we need for life and godliness. But it says through the knowledge of him that called us to knowledge and virtue, right? Through the knowledge of God. So through our relationship with God, we can find our way. You need money for college? God got it. He's got it. That's easy. What do you need? 
What do you need? God's got it. You need direction? You need a way out of something? Somebody trying to trap you? You need a way out? You can't find your way? Orienteering. Get back to God. Look to God. Where, where am I? What am I doing? Where do I go from here? Finding my way back home. Right? Owning everything I need for life and godliness. You is for united with the Heavenly Father. United with my family. Let's get back to our family. I was out there doing my own thing. I didn't care about my brothers. I didn't care about my sisters. I was just doing my own thing. Let's get back to caring for our family. In needs met. My God will supply all, all of our needs. Right? According to his riches and glory. And the D is for daring to reach out to others. Daring to think limitlessly and care lavishly. You know about that second son that got mad? I bet that caught your attention. Raise your hand if that caught your attention. The angry one. You know what that represents? That's the self-righteous individual who saved themselves. That, that guy was just as prodigal as the other brother. He just wanted his dad's stuff too. Right? He stayed at home. He was a little more obedient in that way. But that son also needed to have a new attitude toward his father. He needed to have the same heart as his father. Didn't he? Why didn't he? Why didn't he find his brother? Why wasn't he looking for his brother? Why didn't he go out after him? Because he was selfish too. He was, in a, he, was, he was on his own. He was doing his own thing too. He was busted. He got busted. Think about us today. Guess what? It says the 99 righteous. We might be the 99 righteous. <laughs> you know, we, in a way, we're, you know, we go to church, we come to church on Sunday. Some of us more faithful than others, right? But that doesn't save us, does it? That doesn't save us. What about us tonight? Do we care about the lost sheep? Do we care about a lost person? Do we dare? Do we dare think about somebody else? Do we go outside of ourselves? Are we living our life on a Christ mission? On a Jesus mission? Are you on a mission? We are. We are. If, we got sa if we're saved, we have a mission. And we're not called to reach everybody. I used to hear people say that when I, when I used to do evangelism. You, you can't save everybody. No, but I can help save somebody. True. I can help in the process. You, I can't save everybody. I realize that's true. Very true. But I can help. I can make it conducive for somebody else to come to Christ. Where are you at in this picture? You know what? I see a lot of us at Chicagoland Bible Fellowship. A lot, a lot of us have one son or somebody in our family has gone astray. True or false? True. We have a rebellious child. Somebody that didn't follow the way. We thought we, 
We thought we were teaching them right. We thought we were doing the right thing, didn't we? We were hoping they would follow the way. We're guiding them. We're sharing the gospel with them. We're, are you saved? We're asking those questions. We're sharing the word. We're praying for them. And yet they said, I'm doing my own thing. Right? What do you do? What does Father do? He let go. You know why? Because God has to teach him now. Right? Life has to teach him now. Life has a way. <laughs> Doesn't it? There's a way. Life can get you to that point where you're going to say, you know, I was just wondering about that orienteering trip. What, at what point did I decide to call it a deal? <laughs> I didn't have the tools I needed. There wasn't no finding no points. These things were hanging on a tree somewhere in the middle. You know, these targets were in a tree. I had to go punch them. At what point did I give up? I don't know. I had rosebush scratches all over me. <laughs> I was tore up. At what point did I turn? I, I just knew I wasn't going to make it. It was getting too late. I could tell, but I, one thing I could read was the sun. <laughs> I saw the sun starting to get I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm lost. The sun's going, I better get back. We're supposed to be back at a certain time. Got to go back. This son realized what happened. How many, of my, how, many of my, how many of my father's servants have more than enough? And look at me. I'm out here scratched up, messed up, bruised up. Lost. I better turn back. I better go back. I'm going to go home. I'm making a choice right now. I'm deciding right now. I'm going to go home. I'm going to tell my father. Let me get the words together here. I'm going to tell my father. Father, forgive, forgive me, first of all, right? I'm no, longer to be, I'm no longer worthy to be called. I've sinned against heaven, against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called. Man, that's an awesome prayer, isn't it? It's awesome, awesome words. He came up with those. It, it grows up in them. I will tell him, Father, I've sinned against heaven, against in your sight. No more worthy to be called your son. The Father... Stopped him right there, didn't he? You're my son. Get the best robe. Put it on him. Put this on. This is my son. I love this. I love this boy. I'm glad you came back home, son. You're welcomed here. This is where we want you. This is where you belong. Do we have a welcoming heart? A guy walked into Sunday school this morning, didn't he? He looked a little bit messed up. He did look a little bit messed up. I saw his shoes. His shoes were all just out of shape. He, was, he, came, he marched right in here and sat right in front of Doug at Sunday school. Startled everybody a little bit. He was like, Hoo. I thought right away, I said, lost. Lost. He needs to find Christ. We got we to gotta ask God for a heart. For lost people, don't we? We don't want to say, get back. I know all you want is money. I know all you want is to waste my stuff. Right? I worked hard for this precious money. Right? But if you think of him as your son, it'd be a little different, wouldn't it? When I see homeless people, I say, if that was my son, I'd be crushed. 
crushed. I'd be crushed if my son was out there tore up, messed up, not in his right mind, and refused to come on. I'd be hurt, crushed. That's the kind of heart we need to have, you guys. And if there's someone here who really knows they're lost, there might be somebody in this room. Come home. Turn your feet. Get up out of your chair. Come up here and admit you need Jesus. Admit I'm lost. Admit it. Declare it. Say it. Father, I've sinned against heaven against you. No longer worthy to be called your son. Take me as one of your highest servants. If you're a father or mother and you have a lost child, a lost somebody in your life, how many of us do? Raise your hand. Do you have a lost, son? Do you have a lost child? My, ch my children have prayed to receive Christ, but I'm praying to see it. I want to see that profession. I want to see that in their life. Right? I want to see them talking about Jesus on their own. Praise God, I'm found. I want to hear them say that. I want to hear them saying, I'm following Jesus. Older brother, still at home, have the heart of your father. Have the same heart. Care about the lost. Care enough to what? To do something. They use drones. I thought about them using drones and dogs and helicopters to find this lost lady. What are we using? What are we using to find lost people? What, what methods are we using? What are we doing? God has gifted each of us for evangelism in some type of way. You may not have the speaking gift, but you have, the, you have a gift that God has given you. Why don't you come too? If you would stand up on your feet or even come up here so we can pray. Because I believe God wants us to have this heart for lost people, not just caring for ourselves. Yeah, I have everything I need for life and godliness. Help me to share that with somebody else. Help me to have that heart, that same heart. Help me to help somebody else. I believe God has called me to go into nursing homes. I got out of the hospital in 2015. I still haven't gone into one. <laughs> still haven't done that part of my mission yet. I know I, I think I, I, I'm supposed to be in there. I got something near me. I want to minister to old people while they're in their last days. This might be their last chance. Right? I also want to visit prisons. There's people trapped in there. Some people are not in their own... It didn't even do anything. They got put in there some other way. Some people did something and they really belong there. Some people are lost there. They're on their way to hell. Right? Unless we come. Jesus said, when I was in prison, you came and visited me. Right? When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. Let's give something of what we have. Right? Let's do something about the lost. Let's get involved. 
That's my message today. Let's have this heart of Jesus. Let's celebrate when somebody's saved. Let's get excited about that. Amen? Will anybody come forward today? Does anybody want to come forward with somebody in their heart, somebody in their... I stand here with, for my children. Pete, Pete, Patrice, Daniel, and Deja. I stand here for them. And many others, even Mr. Malone across the street, praying for him. I have some involvement in his life. I have involvement in other people's lives, too. Will anybody come forward? Anybody dare? Will you dare? Stand up? Thank you. And as much as you have done it to the least of my brothers, you have done it unto me. I pray, Heavenly Father, that we will wait and pray like this father whose younger son chose to go his own way. I pray that we learn to wait and pray and also to be a blessing to people around us that are lost. Help us to, to believe you that we have everything we need for life and godliness. So whatever we give, you can give it back to us easily. Easily. Help us to give freely. Help us to have the heart of this Father. We pray that you would bring people to their senses. Our children to their senses. We pray that you would bring people to the point where they realize you're lost. It says you will convict them of sin and their need for your righteousness. You have that work, Heavenly Father. We pray that you would do a work in our children. We pray that you would bring them home to the point where they are bold enough to say, Father, forgive me. I've sinned against heaven and against you. They would have the audacity and boldness to come back after wasting their substance. Heavenly Father, we dedicate this to you. We ask you to light our way. Help us to be the people you've called us to be here at Chicagoland Bible Fellowship. We thank you and praise you that we once were lost, but now we're found. And that you're going to be finding many more people. And use us in that process in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. God bless you.